love and a passion we all share. I've started a wrestling brand, the wrestling brand. A brand founded on the aspects of wrestling. Two entities working together to create a product that connect emotionally for people everywhere. Collar and Elbow is the brand. Passion and love for wrestling is the drive. I am Al Snow, and this is Collar and Elbow. All right, guys, Big Drew and Carl Carafel here on the JK Podcast. What's going on? What's up, guys? So there's quite a bit going on in the wrestling business here. Before we get into all that, though, uh, let's make sure and talk about our main sponsor, CollarAndElbowBrand.com. Yeah, CollarAndElbowBrand.com. They have a wrestling brand, a website, a merchandise line, a line of t-shirts they've got uh, coming out. Probably at some point they're going to have like uh, not yoga pants, but like sweatpants. You've got sweaters, you've got uh, baseball t-shirts, three-quarter sleeved ones, a whole bunch of different stuff that Collar and Elbow has out there, and thankfully we are part of that amazing thing that's happening with Collar and Elbow. You can check it out at collarandelbowbrand.com, and by using our promo code JKPODCAST, you can get yourself 10% off. Yeah, a brand that's becoming very, very popular in the wrestling community, especially with you know those who are actually working in the ring. Like, you have a look at the main page, you even come across all these names like uh, Brian Pillman Jr., Jake the Snake Roberts, Chase Owens, um, Simon Gotch from you know, the WWE. Like, a lot of these guys, a lot of name people in the business have, uh, you know, lended a lot of support to this brand. So, you know, it's uh, something that's definitely caught on and is getting bigger as time is progressing here significantly. Definitely it is. So, yeah, make sure and use that offer code 10% off. Not just not just one purchase you make or a second purchase. Any purchase that you make, you use our offer code JKPODCAST, 10% off. So a good deal there. And, you know, sometimes combined with some other promotions, you get even more. Like recently, they were 50% off on top of our I think uh, our ten percent, uh, you know, on some of the uh, merchandise, so some really really good deals potentially. Uh, so keep your eye out when uh, those big kind of sell happens. Combine our offer code with it, and you get uh, one uh, hell of a deal there, in my opinion. Definitely. All right. So before we get into the uh, wrestling discussion here, there's been a lot going on uh, recently in the, the wrestling business. You know, Wrestle Kingdom, the upcoming uh, Royal Rumble. Before we get into all that, we'll uh, do our usual little fun little sound clip, and then uh, we'll get into the wrestling discussion. So here we go. beats a stroll in cattle country. Hi, I'm Troy McClure. You may remember me from such educational films as 2 minus 3 equals negative fun and Firecrackers, the silent killer. Mr. McClure? Oh, hello, Bobby. Jimmy, I'm curious as to how meat gets from the ranch to my stomach. Whoa, 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 slow down, Jimmy. You just asked a mouthful. It all starts here in the high-density feedlot. Then when the cattle are just right... Mm. It's time for them to graduate from Bovine University. Come on, Jimmy. Let's take a peek at the killing floor. (gasps) Don't let the name throw you, Jimmy. It's not really a floor. It's more of a steel grating that allows material to sluice through so it can be collected and exported. 
getting hungry, Jimmy? Uh, Mr. McClure, I have a crazy friend who says it's wrong to eat meat. Is he crazy? No, just ignorant. You see, your crazy friend never heard of the food chain. Just ask this scientician. Uh, He'll tell you that in nature, one creature invariably eats another to survive. <laughs> Don't kid yourself, Jimmy. If a cow ever got the chance, he'd eat you and everyone you care about. Mr. McClure, I was a grade-A moron to ever question eating meat. <laughs> yes, you were, Jimmy. Yes, you were. Um, you're hurting me. So there we go, a uh, classic uh, bit from uh, one of the most popular and longest-running television shows, television shows, sorry, uh, The Simpsons. Uh, so uh, if you uh, are a fan of that show, you know, uh, go ahead and... Uh, and uh, check on YouTube. I mean, there's uh, clips from like all these kind of memorable moments uh, that have happened. Uh, you know, tons of uh, channels there to check out if you're a fan of The Simpsons on YouTube. Well, you know, the net neutrality thing is still at bay for the time being. That's right. I mean, there are some more developments and stuff with that, but uh, that we will save for another program. Absolutely. So, getting into the wrestling discussion, our turnbuckle talk, so to speak. Uh, Wrestle Kingdom 12 uh, just happened recently, and. Uh, I gotta say, you know, for the majority of it, uh, I was very impressed. I a hundred percent was as well. I don't think that there was really anything um, match-wise with mm-hmm. any of the bouts that happened that really lacked in any type of luster. Um, everything that was done, every match that was put on, was one hundred percent spot on. Class A wrestling. For anybody that is ever wanting to get into the wrestling business, that is what you need to watch to see how it is done. Yeah, very little of the, uh, what I like to call kind of fluff that goes along with, uh, you know, when you watch WWE and went out storylines and all this backstage kind of stuff. Uh, the focus really in, in Japan, you know, I, I think that, uh, you know, a good way to uh, to kind of look in this, uh, actually, we're going to use our... Uh, our uh, friends at uh, Collar and Elbow for this, uh, and specifically dealing with Mr. Chase Owens, who's actually uh, participated in uh, one of the matches over in, in uh, Wrestle Kingdom 12. And um, he kind of uh, you know describes it real. He says, wrestling in the States is now seen more as entertainment. He says, I love wrestling in Japan because wrestling is a, is a competition and the fans are going crazy the entire match. They really respect what we go through and what it takes to be successful. Can't really say much better than that. No, hundred percent. We're spot on. Right. So, uh, you know, right from uh, Chase, you know, uh, member of the Bull Club and a real, um, you know, name in the business now. You know, clearly loves working in Japan, and a lot of these other wrestlers do. You know, um, you know, Cody Rhodes uh, involved them, the Young Bucks, uh, Kenny Omega, and of course, Mr. Chris Jericho, who co-headlined. Wrestle Kingdom 12 with that match with Kenny Omega, which was something that we were anticipating for months and months now, and it actually happened. Yes. So, you know, that's really, you know, the main kind of match to talk about. And I got to say, you know, they really, you know, with the, you know, kind of nitpicking little kind of things, you know, they, they really you know, hit a lot of really good spots. And in my opinion, put on a very impressive match. Very impressive match indeed. I mean, really, there's, like I said, you know, if you want to really learn how to do things mm. in the world of professional wrestling, oh, yeah. 
this year, 100%, even for it being a, uh, you know, a, a no DQ match or a no holds barred match or, or whatever they classified it as. Yeah. I mean, even with it being that, that is still an amazing match. Just the technicality of moves and things that they did, mm-hmm. as well as, and I'm going to use the word brutality oh, yeah. of the hardcore factor that they brought into it. Understandably, not every company has hardcore or hardcore champions or anything like that. Yep. But this was really a good showing of a mixture of Japanese wrestling, where it's very collar and elbow tie up kind of, you know, mat wrestling mm-hmm. and North American hardcore, no holds barred style match. It just meshed beautifully. And to top it all off, both of these participants are Canadian from Winnipeg, Manitoba, Canada. Yeah, to boot, you know, not only both Canadian, but like you said, from the same city. So it was, uh, it was very interesting. You know, there was a lot of good psychology to match, a lot of good back and forth, false finishes. You know, just about anything you would want out of a wrestling match, they managed to pull off, in my opinion. You know, with the exception of, you know, if you really want to nitpick like a free you know, with us you know doing a wrestling podcast and you know watching the business for so long we, we tend to maybe nitpick a little bit more than you know the, the casual fan or just you know the the usual kind of fan you know the, the only thing that i would maybe critique about that match was this deal of you know with it being a no disqualification match the idea of you know the the rope break you know uh, putting a foot or reaching out to the, the rope to, to break a hold Technically, in a no holds barred or a no DQ match, you know, reaching out to the rope, you know, that it really shouldn't, you know, result in, you know, breaking the hold because it's supposed to be, you know, nothing's kind of off limits, right? Or nothing is, you know, essentially no rules, right? So that, I thought that part was a little odd. But at the same time, W does, does a lot of this, the same kind of thing in some of their no DQ matches. So, you know, to you be guys, fair, it's kind of, you know, they're kind of doing the same thing. <laughs> you guys can't see it, but I'm nodding my head in agreement here. 100%. Yeah. I mean, I think at some point the, the rules are going to have to be rewritten or something and, uh, you know, mm-hmm. kind of put out there for everybody to know what the actual rules on, like, no holds barred or mm-hmm. no DQ or anything like that. Um, just so that we can kind of all understand and be on the same page with it. Cause at this point I'm flabbergasted and kind of going, oh, uh, what, what do you mean? There's no rope break. There never has been. How, when, when did this come into being? Yeah. So we're kind of lost a little bit, but yeah, I mean, I just, I can't say enough about, about all the good that happened. Oh yeah. And I mean, there, there, there was some, you know, you, you mentioned you're bad, right? You're, mm-hmm. you're a little nitpicky there. Yeah. Um, can I tell them my nitpick? Oh yeah, go ahead. Uh, buddy with the boom mic. <laughs> oh yes. Uh, I was forgot about that. Good call. Yeah. The, the guy running around the outside of the ring with the boom mic. He wasn't running, but um, go ahead. Well, <laughs> He was following the action on the outside with the boom mic. I could hear everything that was being called. I mean, I understand how the professional wrestling business works. I understand you have to make the calls in the ring. I've had to make those calls in the ring when I was wrestling. Yep, absolutely. Um, That took away... A little bit 
for me it, it was was hearing nostalgia factor of going oh man i remember doing this really cool yeah. but to really to re- to really hear it while watching the pay-per-view took away a little bit for me now, was it something that you had to... Well, first of all, you know, with the, the rope break thing and everything, I, I, I mean, I, at the same time, I totally get it to you because it adds, you know, some uh, dramatic value and some surprise to, like, the false finishes and that kind of stuff. And I totally understand why they use it. But, uh, you know, with the uh, the mic guy calling the match, or, you know, being able to pick up on the guys calling the action, uh, you know, you know, playing things out. Now, was it something that you felt like you were you know, actively kind of listening for, or, or was it you, you were just, just picking up on it as you're watching? Honestly, I was just picking up on it. Like yeah. it was, it, it was loud enough that I could hear it, and uh, I had to kind of go, "Whoa, wait, wait, oh yeah, he did just call that." After I, after I heard something, saw what happened, I'm like, "What? He did just call that? Okay, yeah. my ears aren't playing tricks on me." <laughs> yeah. You know, it was, yeah, just very much so. It was loud. It was too loud for me. Mm-hmm. Now that might be something that is always done on the pay-per-views over there. It might be something that's uh, so that they can hear the ref better. Yeah. I'm not a hundred percent sure, but for me, it just took away a little bit. So, yeah, I mean, as overall, as a, uh, as, as a show, if you've never watched new Japan pro wrestling, if you're just strictly a WWE fan, please, you know, find some way, go on the internet to, you know, while you still have the ability to freely navigate the internet as you wish, uh, go find Wrestle Kingdom 12, you know, go sign up for New Japan World or, or find some other way to check out this show and do yourself a favor and watch down for the, yes, six-hour-long show. Uh, you can probably fast-forward through the first hour because a lot of it's just static screen where they're just kind of getting things kind of ready and whatnot. So you can, you know, kind of go through you know, that part of it and then the rest of it's pretty well the show all the way through. You know, I think they take a break part way through, but uh, do yourself a favor and expand your wrestling horizons past WWE and go check this out. If you like just the wrestling aspect of it, and if you find yourself watching WWE and going, geez, I wish there was less of the storyline and behind the scenes kind of stuff, you know, I wish they would just do the wrestling, go check out New Japan. It's going to be up your alley. Oh, 100% it will be. Right. So, oh. and Ring of Honor and these other promotions that work with New Japan, just, just go check it out. You'll be pleasantly. Happy and glad that you did. It's about all I can say with uh, with Wrestle Kingdom. It was just it was entertaining to watch. Best way I can put it. hundred percent, it, <laughs> it was. Now, granted, we uh, did not get to watch it live. No, um, it would have been impossible to. Yeah, for us, it would have been impossible yeah. to do so. Uh, but I mean, we, we 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 did catch it, and we were able to sit through the entire thing. Yep. Um, I still have to really focus and watch the main event but the rest of everything i i sat there and i i watched and like it was just mind-blowing you 100 percent legitimately have to watch some sort of new japan pro mm-hmm. to really understand what we're talking about so like joe said do yourself a favor somehow find some new japan pro wrestling to watch and just sit there in quiet and watch and listen mm-hmm. and enjoy. Yep. Absolutely. Now, having said that, uh, going with the, the uh, WWE route, Royal Rumble coming up uh, end of this month, you know, my favorite WWE pay-per-view of the year. Um, it's an interesting one this year because not only do we have, you know, your, your traditional 30 
man over the rope battle royal, which we refer to, which is called the Royal Rumble. Um, there's going to be a 30 women Royal Rumble match this year, which is uh, first time for such a thing. And hoping that um, it's something that's you know taken with the proper respect and you know is just I'm hoping that it's going to be executed as well. You know, arguably as uh, the uh, the way the regular rumble has gone about, you because know, you have a, a ton of female talent to use. I just hope it's not something that they end up rushing through, yeah, to get done. That that's that's my only main concern because it's when you look back on WWE's history, when you know, especially when it was considered the divas division, I still hate using that term. Hmm. You know, so many matches you know rushed kind of through. Uh, you know, whether it be them, you know, running low for time or, you know, the match kind of goes sour where there's a lot of missed spots and they just go, okay, you guys are done, you know. So I, I just hope that, you know, that they're rehearsing and, and you know, and breaking cave a little bit there, but, to, you know, getting ready and just going to execute this properly because it could be done very well at the same rate, at the same time on the other flip side, you know, you know, not taking the proper care could end up being a, a flop. So please, Vince... Hunter, whoever is running this thing and planning this out, please do it correctly. <laughs> I'm 100% I'm hoping that it is not pre-show. Oh, it better not. Um, it better not. Yeah. I, I, I could almost see it being pre-show oh. because then they're going, that's how they're going to hook people. The first ever WWE Women's Royal Rumble, they're going to get you at the pre-show so that you continue to watch. Mm, but they, uh, you may have heard me do a bit of a, of a, of a head slap there, uh, face palm, whatever you want to call it. Uh, in my personal opinion, I think you have to make it, the, you know, to really do it properly. I think you have to do it either mid-card or co-main event with the Rumble. <sighs> yes. Um, if, 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 if it ends up being the pre-show thing. It better they better at least make it the entire pre-show, you know, to to give them enough time. Uh, but uh, I just now that you've mentioned, I didn't even consider that as an option to be honest with you. And yeah. now I'm concerned. Pre-show or curtain jerker? Oh, I, I can see it. Uh, I, I I I hope not. Yeah. I really do. I hope not. Um, but I could see it being mm-hmm. pre-show or curtain jerker just for that hook of. Mm-hmm. This first time ever, this is what's happening, blah, 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 mm-hmm. right? Should it be part of, like, co-main event? 100%. 100%. I mean, the Royal Rumble, the main event is the Royal Rumble. So you should have... And if they do want to do things proper, they mm-hmm. should have the men's first. And then the women's. And then have the women's yep. as the main event of the show. That would be very cool. Because they've been building this up as the first ever, mm-hmm. keep the people watching till the very end of the show. Now you're thinking like a wrestling booker. That's the way to do it. Absolutely. I agree 100%. I can think like a wrestling booker. <laughs> I don't think most of the wrestling bookers can think like wrestling bookers. Oh, we know. But uh, Yeah. But yeah, we'll see, um, you know, well, let's, uh, before we uh, take a look at the men's uh, side of the Rumble, your pick or potential winner for uh, the Women's Royal Rumble? I don't want to say it. I am pretty sure that they are going to give it to Asuka. Oh, you read my mind. Um, yeah. That's uh, more than like who they're going to pick. Uh, you know, she's on a steady 
push, you know, since she's been in NXT. I mean, she's still undefeated, right? So, uh, with the exception of, I think, uh, Nia Jax kind of uh, destroying her, but I don't think that was really considered a match, right? Yeah. So, it was just kind of an annihilation, so to speak. When you have, you know, again, you know, touching, you know, for a few moments on her, you know, when you have just one big wrestler in your entire division, it, it makes it really tough. It makes it very, very tough. So, but that's the way it is for now, and really, there's nothing we can do about it. So, then to just sit back and hope that she tries to improve. Let's put it that way. Hopefully, now uh, to go with the the men's Royal Rumble, which, uh, like I said, my favorite match of the entire year. Um, interesting, you know, with uh, you know going back over to the New Japan uh, side with uh, Chris Jericho going over. And having this match with Kenny Omega, you know, I've been, you know, kind of looking into this, uh, you know, and thinking, you know, because WWE has approached him several times to offer him contracts and to try and lure him over, and he's turned them down every time. Yep. You know, so part of me, you know, and I think you've maybe disagreed with me a little bit uh, on this, but uh, I, I still stand be- behind this theory that that part of the 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 thing with this match was. For Jericho to scout out Kenny, for Vince to see about getting him over, and at the very, very least, you know, for a one-off with this Royal Ball to to capitalize on this whole hoopla and hype that's been going on with the match between these two guys. I mean, it's it's a very good idea um, on paper. Yeah. Will we really see it come to fruition? I I don't think we will. Mm-hmm. Um, please, Vince, prove me wrong. Yeah. Uh, hundred percent please prove me wrong but i really don't think that it's going to happen i think that jericho is just really trying to build up not just wwe but professional wrestling as a whole because honestly it has declined over the last few years absolutely i mean no denying so what better way than to have somebody who is one of the biggest names in the business chris Mm -hmm. jericho go and promote for a a company over in Japan. And it was broadcast to North America, Mm -hmm. right? Like anybody could have watched it. There were advertisements all over the place in North America for this. People over in Europe already really know about Japan and New Japan Pro and and Mm -hmm. stuff like that. In North America really is, is on the fence about you know, New Japan and stuff like that. So, I mean, it, it it was the perfect way for Jericho in his own way to go out there and say, listen, professional wrestling is not dead, no matter how many people may have left it from North America. I want to show you what is actually out there. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I think that this was all just for Jericho's own ego. I guess you could say not in a bad way, no. but I think it was all for his own ego and, and for him to say, look, there is more. I can show you that there is more, right? Yeah, I would definitely agree with you. you know, that, that's definitely a factor. It was a, you know, something driving the whole thing, you know, just the, the, the real wrestling fan and hopeful of me, you know, really hopes. Cause I mean, you know, th- this partnership, uh, I mean, there's obviously some kind of partnership or some communication because Brock Lesnar, you know, was an active WWE wrestler when he went over to, to New Japan and won the IWGP title. Yeah. Right. So to see it maybe, you know, go the other way, you know, I think I think it would be a first. And I, I think, you know, whatever, you know, what, what a cool way to do. I think WrestleMania might be a little too much. I think, you know, even to have him just come over and, and just, 
you know, make some kind of, you know, impact or, 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 you know, make some kind of appearance at the Royal Rumble, you know, I, I would just, you know, want to make sure that it's not just like an in and out type thing, you know, cause that would, you know, do him a disservice and, and just, you know, New Japan, uh, a disservice. I think you, you bring him in, you have him stay in for a while, obviously, you know, not going to be in a position to win, but, you know, just to, to get that, to get that pop in and whatnot, I think and to capitalize on the, like I said, the whole hype and the increase in viewership and attention that that, that match brought to back to professional wrestling. So Vince yeah. would be so intelligent, you know, to find a way to capitalize on this. And honestly, I, I don't think that, that Vince is being stupid with this. I think he probably has really tried to, um, to really capitalize on it. Now, there, there could be, you know, stipulations and stuff in there that New Japan, you know, is, is saying, no, 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 you can't. Or, or maybe Ring of Honor is saying, no, 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 you can't, right? Mm-hmm. Hopefully not. Hopefully yes. they're all going to kind of be uh, really open to this and and open to, the, to, to, to the, the fact that Jericho went and did this. You know, Jericho... I don't know if he actually still has is under contract with the WWE right now or not, but still somebody from the WWE went to do this. Yep. Now, now's the time it, it should be like a give and a take situation. So exactly. awesome. Now let us have Kenny Omega for four matches, think- right? Let him be in one pay-per-view and on two raws or something like that. Right? Mm-hmm. Like just a little something. A little something. I think it would be the start of something that, that, in my opinion, would be really healthy for the business, especially you know going forward, you know because we're you know we're, we're in more kind of modern times now. I mean, uh, as opposed to you know how the business was before, where things were really you know closed in, walled off, garden type thing, where things really kept really secretive. Because I, like I mentioned in our previous Termicle Talk episode, that we need to. I think that uh, you know WWE specifically. You know, I think uh, Ring of Honor, New Japan are already kind of cluing on this and, and going in that direction. That, that they need to move it more to it feeling like, like how Chase Owens refers to it as a more of a competition as opposed to entertainment, right? To make it feel more kind of like legitimate, almost kind of a, like a legitimate sport. I think that the, the pro wrestling needs to, especially WWE, needs to evolve and become more of that as opposed to less of the quote-unquote entertainment. I mean, obviously, you know, we still want it to be entertaining. That's why we, we, we pay money to go and watch. But, um, you know, they get uh, just the the whole way that it's executed needs to, be, needs to change with the time, so to speak. You're right, it does. But, I mean, that's something that we've been saying for how many years now, mm-hmm. right? Like, I mean, since the end of the Attitude Era and the beginning of the PG Era, it's yeah. been said over and over and over again, this PG era sucks. We need to get back to, you know, not even necessarily attitude era, but we need to get back to some more competitiveness. The reality like you're talking era. about. There you yeah. Go. I mean, essentially now that's what we're in. Mm-hmm. Um, I wouldn't even call this the PG era anymore. This is the reality era of professional wrestling. I mean, even taking just what's what's happened and I'm going to throw them out there as well with New Japan and with Kenny Omega and with Chris Jericho. I mean, that in itself, everything that happened was almost shot like like a reality show, yep. right? 100%. We are in the reality era of professional wrestling, and I don't like it. No? <laughs> no. 
I mean, I just just like Chase says there, right? Like, I mean, I want I want things to go back to there being some like like competitiveness and it being yeah. a competition and there being the good guy and the bad guy and the fight for supremacy between the two of them mm-hmm. for a world championship belt, right? Like that's it's like the superhero complex, right? Exactly. Like you've got the the good guy and the bad guy and and the good guy should win. Mm-hmm. Sometimes the bad guy wins Doomsday and you know with Superman. Yep. Sometimes it happens. Yep, but inevitably in the end your world champion is going to be the good guy. And that's what the good guy and the bad guy are fighting over. Mm-hmm. Now we've got the good guy and the bad guy riding in a vehicle together to the next show. <laughs> and they're talking about you know the food that they ate and sneezing and coughing and it's it's no. Interesting that you mentioned that because that's I guess something that we'll we'll kind of end the episode off because we have a couple of fan questions I think that we should maybe kind of address. But uh, uh, you know, going along with uh, we actually we were just talking about, um, but when it comes to the Royal, Royal Rumble, uh, let's uh, break it down with a prediction here. I'm going to say that uh, as much as I would, you know. I can see it coming a mile away that I know that they're going to possibly pick John Cena to win. I, I really am hoping that it's a real kind of underdog this year. I, I think it's, you know, whether it's uh, maybe a, a Daniel Bryan that comes back or, or it's just somebody who we're not expecting for a change, you know, other than like a Batista or something coming back, you know, or somebody that uh, is going to come back and get a push and then go away again. I want, you know, a legitimate talent who's active in the roster and, and working hard but somebody who we're not expecting to win the Royal Rumble this year. That's what I want. <laughs> I, w- I want that as well. Now I'm going to give my prediction. Yeah. Um, it's going to be Hulk Hogan. <laughs> wow. No, 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 no. Jesus. Um, honestly, I can see it being Dolph Ziggler. That would be something because this whole thing of, uh, you know, dropping the title and whatnot, it, it's... Um, interesting because it's being pulled off in a way to where we don't know if it's real or not which i like exactly i love that as well um that is probably this this right here the whole thing happening with dolph ziggler right now Mm -hmm. and him going you 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 want to see you want to see this you want to see you want to see something and just leaving the belt there and walking away and we haven't seen him since Yep. Like this, this is amazing right now. I'm sitting here going, when's he, when's he coming back? When's he going to be here? When's he, yep. is, is he making, is, is he coming back now? Like what's happening? Is, is it, is, is, is that, oh, and then you hear like some awkward silence and yeah. it's like, oh, it's Dolph Ziggler, it's Dolph Ziggler. And then yeah. somebody else's music hits and then it's like, oh man, they're really like building this up. And I really want to see like entrant number 30, hmm. you know, the buzzer go Roman off Reigns. for number 30 and then there's no music that happens. <laughs> that would be for me the ultimate this year is right. if number 30 the buzzer goes off and there's absolutely no music and then after about 40 seconds we see Dolph Ziggler walk out of Gorilla hmm. and to come down and win the Royal Rumble. That would be something. All right. So uh your pick is Dolph Ziggler. Like I said uh, I was, you know, predicting that John Cena, you know, possibly could win if I had to you know, do my actual pick, you know, I would say maybe, you know, maybe an up-and-comer from NXT comes and surprises everybody, you know, maybe like a, uh, 
maybe Adam Cole or something. I guess you know somebody you know totally unexpected out of the blue to win the entire thing. I think that that would uh, you know not only be nice for a change, you know could you know land some more legitimacy and, and more of the surprise, you know because uh, you know some of the stuff gets kind of predictable, you know with the winners. You know for them to go with a dark horse or somebody completely out of left field, I think could be very interesting. If we're going to go that route and we're going to say some NXT person, then I'm going to throw my name out there of Alistair Black. Ooh, yes. If there is an NXT person that's going to win the Royal Rumble, I say that it would be Alistair Black. Yeah. Uh, by the way, you know, uh, if you're looking back on 2017 and, you know, want to look at a really, really good match to watch, go, if you have the WWE Network, um, go to the NXT War Games uh, pay-per-view and go and watch the match with Aleister Black and Velveteen Dream and just enjoy good professional wrestling, good ring psychology, the whole bit there in that match. Do yourself a favor and go check out that match as well while you're at it. <laughs> that goes back to what I was saying with the good guy, bad guy thing. Perfect. It does. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Do yourself a favor like mm-hmm. Big Joe says. Go and watch that match. And make sure you go and watch some New Japan Pro as well. Absolutely. So I figured to kind of end off on this episode here, we're going a touch longer than we have recently, but uh, I want to address a couple questions of uh, you know listen, listeners that have uh, asked us. And first one would be, do wrestlers you know behind the scenes ever have legitimate beefs, beefs with each other or <laughs> even while the matches are happening on screen while we're watching? And the answer would be absolutely. <laughs> 100% mm-hmm. yes. For me, I think, uh, I'm sure Carl probably has his own example, but for me, one that really, really kind of stands out, this is turning back the clock here, but uh, with Mr. Jake the Snake Roberts and Mr. Honky Tonk Man, probably one of the most infamous ones that there's been. And, you know, what, uh, you know, Jake, uh, you know, in several interviews and whatnot has, uh, you know, directly attributed to his downfall, not only as a professional wrestler, but as a human being, um, with the incident of um, Honky Tonk hitting him over the head with uh, the supposed ungimmicked guitar. You know, yep. he said that uh, in, in almost quoting his own words, as uh, PG as I can put it, he damn near killed me. Yes. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I mean... Do some of these wrestlers have legitimate beefs with each other? Uh, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, when you you know, have enough people, you know, working with each other week in and week out, there are bound to be some people that aren't going to like each other. <laughs> it's it's, it's it just, yeah, it's just human nature. Yeah. I mean, everybody is going to have that one person that just kind of ticks them off a little bit, right? Yep. Uh, f- for me, I'm not going to go with the uh, mainstream. I'm going to go personal um i actually had a a beef with somebody that we don't we don't mention this person's name anymore that's how bad things things really got um but like he was he was promoter and wrestler and slash trainer um full of just baloney said that he worked for WCW, had a WCW replica title belt, um, WCW US replica title belt that, like, he said that he won. He even went as far as doctoring um, paperwork to show that he was in WCW. whole bunch of different stuff like this. Um, A personal experience with stuff like that Mm -hmm. is that... People like that who claim to be somebody that they're not, um, 
get hurt. Yeah. Uh, really, they, they do. They, they get hurt. Uh, I was in the ring. I was in a match with this guy. And it didn't end with just me in the ring. It ended with me and about 10 other guys on this one showing him that we know how much of a fake you are and we know, right, uh, that was a legitimate beef with somebody that we had and we just let him believe his own lies as much as we continue to tell him, dude, we we know who you are. We know who you are. We know who you are. He continued to believe his own lies and we finally said, we're going to stand up for ourselves and we're going to do something about this and that's what we did. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I had a, uh, had a personal experience. Uh, interesting because actually, you know, along along with that that question, somebody had actually worded because they knew that. Uh, I don't know who asked the question, but they were because uh, you know, obviously you know listening to this program, they're aware of the fact that you've uh, actually wrestled in the ring. So uh, that was actually part of the question: well, whether you had actually had any legitimate beef, and uh, apparently you have. Yes. <laughs> All right, and uh, I think the second kind of um, question we'll kind of get to is uh, an interesting one, and um, one that uh, you know, we've touched on it, but I don't think we've you know, fully kind of delved into it. But uh, we'll, we'll definitely address it, and that's what the word, the word or the term kayfabe actually means. Now, this doesn't necessarily, I think, you know, specifically means. I think what, what a lot of you out there kind of think it means. You know, the, probably the best way to describe what the actual meaning of the word kayfabe means. You know, when, when it refers to professional wrestling, it was more really of a, a term. You know, that was created. You know, to describe. You know, keeping the the secretive nature of you know how things are conducted in the wrestling business like you know you know with it being the good guy versus the bad guy you didn't see them together you didn't see you know the bad guy kind of uh you know being a good guy outside of you know of um you know the arenas and everything like that everything basically you know the guys you know stay in character pretty well all the time you know it's more of a thing that's you know describing kind of how it was kind of before is that the proper way to, to describe the term kayfabe you know it was basically you know protecting the the nature and you know the the realness quote unquote of uh of professional wrestling that, that really is more of kind of the the proper way to describe what that term means definitely it is and i mean it's um I know that you've done some research and I've done research on, on the word kayfabe mm-hmm. as well. Um, some of the research that I found with the word kayfabe is uh, the, in like magic and mm-hmm. illusion, right? Like the, the illusion is kayfabe. Mm-hmm. You have to keep the secret of the illusion, right? Or keep the secret of how you did it or what you're doing, yeah. right? That's That's what kayfabe is. You're keeping the secrets of the specific thing that's happening or the business or whatever job is being done, Mm -hmm. right? Like you have to keep that secret. That's what I have gotten from when I've done my research of kayfabe is it's a secret Mm -hmm. of this specific thing that needs to be kept. And unfortunately when it comes to professional wrestling and, you know, that aspect of it, it's something that's really, you know, I I will say, you know, starting, you know, a little bit pre kind of attitude or especially near the end of it, we really see, really started to see the, the kayfabe aspect of it 
really kind of start to break down, you know, with the, you know, um, the, you know, the invention of uh, the wonderful thing of the internet, you know, it's, uh, you know, a, a powerful and wonderful thing, you know, that, uh, that, that, you know, has changed the world, but at the same time, you know, has affected the wrestling uh, business directly because it's, you know, kind of exposed, you know, some of the, uh, you know, the aspects of, of the business that uh, were been kept very close to, you know, just the people who did it, you know, now it's something that, um, you know, anybody that has an internet connection can go and look up and, you know, discover all the secrets of professional wrestling. So it's, yeah. uh, it's something that's definitely changed the business and, you know, going with that and, you know, with, with me talking about uh, WWE, you know, needing to evolve, you know, kind of with the times, I, th- I think it's something, you know, that goes along with this. And I think it's something that they need to address, you know, or, you know, they run, the, you know, the risk of, you know, because we've been noticing, like you had mentioned, that the viewership has kind of, you know, decreased over the last little while. And I think that, you know, Vince and, you know, the people, the powers that be need to look at that and, and say, you know, we need to, you know, possibly look at maybe changing our approach a little bit because you know the the kayfabeness uh is uh, really gone away and you know we need to you know bring back more of the realness kind of factor to it and and make it more of it so there's more of these moments to where we look at it and we go okay i don't know if that <laughs> was supposed to happen or if that was real or if it was fake or blah 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 you know however you want to word it there needs to be more of that because it used to be like when we were kids we would we would watch it and we go we just assume that it was all just kind of happening legitimately you know now it, it's just it's very not like that anymore so i think the business needs to evolve with the times and i think a lot of other companies have gone that route WWE, in my opinion, lagging a little bit behind on that because they're so focused on the entertainment aspect of things. I think they need to really take a, a hard look at things and really evaluate and say, you know, hey, we need to, you know, move with the times or will we get moved by the times? That's right. And I mean, to, to go along with what Big Joe is saying here, uh, unfortunately, uh, I think he has really high aspirations um, of something that, that, at this point within the WWE really cannot be done. Um, and I only say that because as I said earlier, we're in the reality era, right? Where the WWE is focused on these reality programs and these, you know, shows that they have on the WWE network that really kind of take away from the kayfabe of everything. Um, to give you an example of, of back in the day, like, like, like big Joe had talked about, I'm going to give you two examples. One, Jake the Snake Roberts letting his cobra bite the macho man Randy Savage in the bicep. Oh, yeah. Wow. That was a real thing, folks. That was that that snake actually, the snake was devenomized. Yep. Right? But I didn't know that. And <laughs> I thought 100% for sure that Macho Man was dead and yep. that he was going to die because he was just bit by a cobra. Yep. And the second one is Earthquake doing his Earthquake splash where he sits down on on somebody's chest to doing that to Hulk Hogan, right? I don't know if you remember this one, but Hulk Hogan being carted away and and clutching his his, his, uh, religious cross that he was wearing and stuff like that, (laughs) and there was blood coming from his chest because the cross cut him, and like that, to me, was real. I was like, holy crap. Like, he he just, he swish, he's dead. He's going to be dying because... This was Earthquake that just jumped on top of him, essentially, right? 
that stuff is 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 really essentially gone. Yeah, absolutely. Now to be uh, to be one hundred percent fair, at that time there were some of things like that that were done that were done very poorly as well. Probably, oh, yeah, yeah. One of my favorite ones uh, involves. Mr. Papa Shango and the Ultimate Warrior. Here you have the Ultimate Warrior, like this superhero figure who is indestructible. You know, you know, he's muscular. He's jacked. He's a super. He's like a. He's like a real life Superman or whatever. And he falls victim to voodoo. Voodoo and starts puking unrealistic amounts of whatever out of his mouth. And I just I remember seeing him go. Okay, obviously that yeah. was not real. <laughs> right? Yeah. So yeah, at the same, you know, during that that time, there were some things that were done kayfabe wise, or however you want to refer to it as. It was, we really were left wondering, hey, you know, is, is this guy legitimately injured? Is he dead? You know, what happened or not? And then on the flip side, you have that at the same time, and you go, well, that was just dumb. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because uh, you know. Really, guy like that falls to think stupid people would maybe fall victim to voodoo, but not the ultimate warrior. Never, you know, but uh, you know, whatever. <laughs> it was what it was, and uh, you know, so it, not. And to be fair, you know, not every idea is going to be a home run. So, so yeah, I think um, I think that's a good place to kind of wrap up here. We I think that was a good uh, turnbuckle talk discussion, and uh, I think probably the next time you'll probably hear us, uh, we'll be doing something very special that's all we're gonna say i think for the time being okay sounds good to me all right yeah so i think to kind of end off we will let carl tell you all about the social media definitely we are on three different things for social media right now we're on facebook we are on twitter we are on instagram all of those can be found at jk podcasts that's with an S at the end. JK Podcasts is where you can find us on those three social medias. Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And we can't forget that we need to mention as well, collarandelbowbrand.com. We never want to forget about those guys. If you guys are already following me on Instagram, you would have seen that I already posted a photo before we started doing this podcast. There you go. That we were recording, and I am actually wearing some Color and Elbow brand merchandise. So I want you guys to go there, take a look, and leave a comment on that photo, letting me know that you were listening into this program. And if there are any questions you have, leave that there as well. You can find Color and Elbow at collarandelbowbrand.com, where you can find everything professional wrestling orientated when it comes to shirts and when it comes to pants when it comes to hoodies when it comes to three-quarter sleeve shirts when it comes to stickers when it comes to helping out the cauliflower alley club when it comes to hats when it comes to toques they have a whole bunch of stuff one of their mottos that they have is that we're wrestling passion meets street fashion And that is exactly what they are trying to put out there. And we are happy to be a part of that. Go to collarandelbowbrand.com. Or if you are on any of our social medias, there is a link there that will take you directly to their website, which will allow you to take a look at what they have. And we urge you to use the code JKPODCAST at the checkout every single time you make a purchase to get yourself 10% off. All right, folks, uh, that is a good way to wrap it up. 
And thanks for tuning into uh, this Turnbuckle Talk episode of JNK Podcast. And we will see you guys on the next one. Ciao.